you've undoubtedly heard the bad news about the war. The temptation sometimes with the news like this is to think to ourselves, nah, I don't really see how this is relevant to my life here today. How is this news that happened to someone else in a faraway place relevant to me here today? With this temptation in mind, imagine with me for a moment living in this place where the battle rages on. The place you call home has been invaded and is now occupied by an enemy regime that's led by a demonic tyrant. There seems no point in trying to negotiate with this tyrant. Life in recent days has seemed fallacious. It already seems like this battle and war have been raging forever. We've lost many, so many of the men, women, and children. As far as you can see, there is no easy way out of this hell on earth that you're living in. Life seems to be overshadowed by death. And you're just trying to make it through the day. The future, well, you don't even want to think about it. But as for the present, you know that it's time to take a stand, whatever the cost may be. I'm speaking, of course, of the devious assault on the devil with Jesus in the desert today. If this sounds similar to the news of the Russian invasion in Ukraine, it makes me wonder, is the gospel just news to us? If the gospel is just something that happened to someone else in a faraway place, it doesn't seem relevant to our lives here today. It's tempting for us to say, man, is this news really relevant to me? How does this news have any impact on my life? With this temptation in mind, let us go with Jesus, walk next to him, and watch him as he enters the desert for 40 days and be tempted by the devil. As Jesus is being led by the Holy Spirit into the desert for 40 days, pay attention to how he looks. Does Jesus look afraid? Or does Jesus look eager to take a stand against the devil? As Jesus goes with food, without food for 40 days, how does he look to you? Does he look bent over with unbearable hunger pains? Or does he instead look at you in the eye and say, I could do this for another 40 days because I'm doing this for you? As Jesus gets assaulted by the first temptation from the enemy, does Jesus try to convince himself of the lie that what he does when no one else is looking doesn't really matter? Or does Jesus look through space and time into your eyes today and tell you the truth, that what we do in these moments, when it seems like no one else is looking, matters very much. As the devil assaults Jesus with the second and third temptation, does Jesus look weak and near defeat? Or does Jesus look at you with strength in his voice, 
to say, I am doing this so that together we can take down the enemy once and for all. As a departed, as a devil departed from Jesus, from Jesus for a time, the devil actually retreated, licking his wounds in this first battlefield. It's important for us to know about this war for several reasons. First, if we don't know about this war, it's hard for us making sense of what we hear in the Bible, what's happening in the world around us, and in our own lives. It's hard for us to understand if we don't know about this war, about the relevance to our own lives. If we don't know about the bad news of this temptation and sin, it's tempting for us to say, Matt, what's the relevance of my life? If we don't know about this war, it's hard for us to have an understanding of what Jesus has done for us, what he continues to do for us, and to see the good news that this gospel really is. Out of the bad news of this war come seven pieces of information that are good news for each of us. You may say to yourself, seven, Deacon? Come on. Yes, seven. One for each day of this week for us to focus on. The first piece of good news is that Jesus won the war on the personal battlefield. And this war on the personal battlefield is extremely important. Because if Jesus had not won the war on the personal battlefield, then really there is little purpose continuing on to fight the war against the enemy for all of humanity. This personal battlefield is the one that matters the most. The second piece of good news is that while the battle still wages on, Jesus has won the war. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead, he inflicted a fatal wound on the enemy. Even though this fatal wound has been inflicted on the enemy, the enemy continues to battle hoping to take down as many of us with him as he can. So yes, the unfortunate reality is that sin and temptation are part of our lives here today still. This battle continues to rage on today in faraway places like Ukraine and in the hearts of you and I here today. Every one of us who follow Jesus will be tested at points in our lives and our vocations that are most important. The enemy confronts us not where we're strongest, but he knows that he's weaker than the one that resides within us, who has already defeated him once and for all. So the enemy doesn't attack us where we're strongest. The enemy attacks us where we're weakest. He knows that that's the only chance he has to win that battle inside each one of us. The enemy tries taking advantage of our own insecurities, personal ambitions, and the like, try to trap us in the wicked web of evil and slavery. Every day, the enemy tries to draw us into something that's not good for us, not good for others, and not good for our relationship between God and us. While our personal ambitions, our personal wants and preferences are important, they're nowhere near as important 
is loyalty to God. The enemy wants to divide and conquer us. When the enemy tries to tempt us to sin, he does so hoping one thing, that he can get us ammunition from us that he can use against us. The third piece of good news is this. Our Savior can forgive us for all these sins. Friends, Lent is a great time for us to go to reconciliation and be forgiven for all these sins so they cannot be used as ammunition by the enemy against us. The fourth piece of good news is that the disciplines of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving can strengthen us and serve as armor to cover those exposed, weak areas that we're most vulnerable to. These disciplines strengthen us so that no matter what environment we find ourselves in, we can stand for and with Jesus. The fifth piece of good news is that we Catholics who have been baptized and confirmed have been filled with the Holy Spirit. We can be led by the Holy Spirit, like Jesus, to stand up against the enemy and face him down against all his evil lies. Because that's all these temptations are, our lies. The enemy trying to deceive us and convince us that the enemy has more to give us than what he actually has to give us. He always promises more than what he can actually give. The sixth piece of good news is that God gave us scripture. Today, when Jesus attempted the three times, he didn't argue with the enemy. He responded by quoting scripture to the enemy. It makes me wonder if we are sometimes struggling with the same temptations over and over again. It's because we don't know Scripture to be able to respond to the devil and those temptations by speaking the truth of Scripture to the enemy. When we read the Bible, we are able to know the Word of God and use the Word of God in these circumstances and situations we find ourselves in. So whatever we're most tempted by, whether it be greed, lust, gluttony, or something else, open up the Bible. Look at what the Bible has to say for those temptations. Look at that truth. It is then we can confront the devil's lie with God's truth. Seventh piece of good news. The Eucharist. When we receive the Eucharist, we have within us the one who has resisted the temptation of the devil and defeated the devil. What's even better than having Jesus on our side when we battle this war is having Jesus inside. When we have Jesus inside, we are able to have the one within us who has defeated the enemy so that we can do the same. In those moments when we are tempted by the enemy, let Jesus fight for you. You see, it's all personal. Every one of our stories borrows from the greatest story of all. It is when we make Jesus' story our own that it becomes personal. It is then that we discover the gospel for what it truly is. Not just some piece of irrelevant news. 
but it is then that we discover the gospel and it becomes for us life-changing, very good news.